welcome to the Spark to Your Success. My name is TJ Dow and I believe that we all have a bright spark inside. When you find yours, not only do you light up inside and that feels amazing, but you light up the world around you and allow other people to feel that amazing too. What a great gift to give both to you and your world. The Spark to Your Success podcasts are designed to bring you a little inspiration, a little insight and infect you with a little positivity. And today our positive thinking in this episode four for young people is about thinking resiliently. So welcome if you're a young person or just at young at heart. Last time we spoke about resilience in terms of like, what is resilience? What isn't resilience? Who has it? Now do you get it? And why is it so important that you have it, especially as a young person, to really start to build your resilience so that each time life challenges you, and it will consistently, that's called being alive, <laughs> that you will be able to not only make it through that challenge more ably, but you get to learn and grow from it. It adds to who you are. And you get to take those new abilities with you into the future and you can share those with with your friends, with your family. Like, how cool is that? Grow their resilience at the same time so you all can do it together. Because good friends will be there for you as a listening ear or empathise, but great friends will not allow you to play small by wallowing in the emotion of a challenge, right? Great friends, which is what you get to be doing this, will remind you there's a lesson in the challenge. Get the blessing out of the challenge. Move on. Well, you've got to go there. Feel the emotion of challenges, right? Get the lesson. Get the blessing. Move on. Go there. Don't live there. No wallowing. <laughs> we are not doing wallowing. So today, my gorgeous people, we are exploring resilient thinking, the first of the four pillars that I talked about last time that we are going to explore. In my opinion, humble as it may be, I think this is like the most important of all of the four pillars of resilience because this one impacts on all of the others. This one impacts on your life most importantly. So we're going to explore what goes on between your ears Yes, <laughs> inside your head and contrary to what you might have been told by parents or teachers at times, there is more than empty space between those ears. Oh my gosh, you, yes, you have the most remarkable brain. That grey matter with its 84 billion nerve cells, it's like processing information in your head every single moment of every single day. So how old are you? That's right, that's exactly how old you are, right? Exactly the right age to hear this today and take it in for you. So whether you're nine years old, 19, 29 or 109, this absolutely is what goes on between the ears of every single person on this planet. And so for you, if you're more of a visual learner, you like to see uh, what I'm talking about for it to make sense, then I'll pop a little download of this on the website for you. Um, so if you go to www.backontrackteens.com, go to the podcast page and you'll find a little PDF there called Bob. <laughs> yes, 
I named him Bob. You will find Bob, the PDF, download Bob, so you can follow along. And it will all make a little bit more sense for you if you do, if that's your learning style. So here goes. When an event happens in the world, your world, the event, whatever that might be, is just an event. It could be something that happened at home, something you saw when you were out with your mates down the park or in town or in the fast food place. It could be at school, in the classroom or the playground. Wherever you were, that event, whatever it was, is just an outside event, outside of you. And right now, that event outside of you has no meaning and it has no emotion. It is just an event. But you take the information from that thing, whatever it is outside of you, from your outside to your inside, i.e. into your mind, through your senses. So what are your senses? Shut them out for me. That's right. Sight, sound, touch, taste, smell. You'll see there on Bobby's coming in from the outside to the inside. And that information coming through your senses into your mind, into your processing in your brain is coming at you at a rate of two to four million bits of information every second. Yes, I did say two to four million bits of information every single second. That is a phenomenal amount of information, right? If you were to consciously be aware of two to four million bits every second, you literally would go insane in a fraction of a second. It is information overload for your thinking, logical mind. So it's like if I was throwing, <laughs> imagine this, two to four million toothpicks at you every single second. Like It's just too much. You can't deal with them, right? You haven't picked up the first lot before. I've just thrown another lot at you and another lot and another lot. You were just like buried. It's overwhelm. So you might be familiar with, and if you're not, let me explain, the concept of two minds, your conscious thinking, logical, rational mind that likes to think that it's in control, and your unconscious mind, which actually is the most powerful part of you. Your unconscious mind is phenomenal. You know that they say like we only use like what, do they say like 10% of your brain? Yeah, 10% of your thinking, logical, conscious brain, but your unconscious mind, in my belief, is like that 90% that is just happening without you even thinking about it, right? It's the part of you that is so powerful. You don't have to stop and think every time you want to breathe. Yeah, it's keeping your lungs breathing. It's keeping your digestive system digesting. It's keeping your kidneys working, <laughs> It's keeping your spleen, <laughs> your spleen do spleening. <laughs> and you never even have to think about it. It's keeping things going inside of you that you've probably never even heard of and know exist. How cool is that? It's the part of you that never, ever, ever goes to sleep. Your conscious mind needs to switch off to rest and recuperate. And while it's doing that, your unconscious mind is healing your body. It's processing the day's information. It's embedding learning. It's working stuff out. So you wake up in the morning and you're like, oh, I got the answer to that problem I didn't know I had. That is your unconscious mind. Its job, amongst others, 
is to keep you safe. So your unconscious mind filters that two to four million bits per second from the outside information. It filters it through your memories, through your experiences, through your beliefs, through your culture you grew up in, your values, your standards. It filters it through your perception of time and space and matter. They're all peculiar to you. They're your filters. And when it does that, it deletes information, it distorts information, and it will generalise information. Delete, distort, and generalise. If you've got Bob in front of you, you will see those three things there. So it deletes information that you don't need to be thinking about every minute of every day because you are safe. So right now, for instance, as we are talking, you're probably not consciously aware of the sensation in your right big toe until I mentioned your right big toe and you probably just wriggled it. Yes, you did, right? You just wriggled it. You didn't just sprout a right big toe. Your right big toe was actually there all along. You just didn't need to be aware of it in the moment. But now you are acutely aware of it. As we are talking about your right big toe, you're probably not consciously aware of the temperature of the room or maybe the sound of the traffic outside or maybe the whir of a fan. There goes a car in my world. So, and as you do that, you take your attention off your right big toe. Oh, there it is again. <laughs> things that you don't need to know because your conscious, unconscious mind is just keeping you safe. So that reduces some of that two to four million. And then what you do is you distort information. I know that you do this really, really well, right? And you probably know lots of other kids that do it really well as well. We distort information by making it bigger than it is. We make mountains out of molehills. Like you become the, the drama king or queen, right? You're completely over the top over nothing. Ever done that? Of course you haven't. <laughs> Not you, right? But you know plenty of people who have. Oh, we make things smaller than they are. We dismiss a compliment. Oh, it's nothing. Like we just like shrug it off. Well, it must have been something, otherwise you wouldn't have got complimented for it, right? Especially if it's a sincere compliment. So we try and reduce that information by distorting it. And then we generalise information. We make it a big picture, if you like, globalise it, take the detail out. How many times have you said this? Everybody always says that. Yeah, <laughs> everybody always says that. Everybody always does that. Well, who is everybody? Name them. When is always? Like every single second of every single day into infinity. And what is it that they say or they do? Put the detail back in, right? So we took the detail back out. That's what we do. When we do that, oh my gosh, your unconscious mind is like so incredibly powerful. You just reduced that two, two to four million bits per second down to 134 bits of information every second. How amazing are you? What? Infinitely more powerful than you ever knew, right? So when you have done that, now it's a nice manageable 134 bits per second. Then, and only then, will you give it an internal, inside, representation of the external facts. Yes, we call it our IR, 
internal representation or representation of the information through your filters in your mind. Now we give it a meaning. I wonder what meaning you gave it, right? Because we all have different filters. That's why sometimes like something might happen at school. I don't know, something happens in the, t- in the classroom and some of the kids are like giggling. They think it's really funny. Somebody else is outraged, probably the teacher. Somebody else is uh, nonchalant about it. Oh, it was nothing. Somebody else is angry about it and feeling really upset about it. Everybody's reacting differently because they may have noticed different things about it, but predominantly because they put it through their own filters, which are all different. So we give things different meanings. Yes. So what I make it mean is not what you make it mean, because you and I have got very different filters. Now that you understand that's how we make meaning, when we give it a meaning, then we feel how we feel about that thing when we've made it mean something, right? That's only when our emotions come in. So if you made something mean it was ridiculous, fancy asking me to do that piece of homework, oh my gosh, like, are you crazy? How how am I going to do that? The meaning that you've given it is now creating that emotion in your body, right? You heard it in my voice. And the words that you use to describe that emotion create your reality. So if you're outraged, you're going to use really strong words that create that feeling of outrage. If you think it's really funny, you're going to use words that will describe it and that make it sound funny, that give it a whole different meaning. So our emotional state is comprised of, you'll see it there if you have Bob in front of you, the words that you choose to use to describe the situation, our words create our reality. Was it mildly irritating, got on your nerves a bit, or was it like so annoying? (laughs) Careful how you describe it. What are you focusing on about that situation that's making you choose those words? And what are you doing with your body or what is your body creating inside chemically that is also adding to those feelings, that emotion in the moment? Because if we change one of those things, we change the words, we change what we're focusing on or we change what we're doing with our body, then we'll feel very differently about it. So I want you to know that and remember that because that is the bit for you that is going to be really, really important. I cannot change what happened in the past for you. I'm sorry about that. I could brainwash you, right, and wash it all away through hypnosis, but that is no good because you wouldn't get the lessons. We don't want to brainwash you. We want to train your brain to make different meanings so that you feel differently about it. You can go from being disempowered to totally empowered and in control of your life. So when you've given it a meaning and you know how you feel about it, that's going to dictate what happens next, how you react or respond, i.e. your behaviour. Yeah, and your behaviour is going to dictate the outcome that you get, the results that you get, what happens now, how people will react around you. Yeah, what are your results? Because if you are not getting the results that you want in your life, if something isn't right in your life, yeah, it's not working the way you want it to be, then you have to backpedal. How are you reacting and responding to a situation? What are the words that you're using to describe the situation that are causing that behaviour? What are you focusing on about it? What are you doing with your body? What are you making it mean 
that's causing you to feel that way. Because if you can change the meaning, then you can change your feeling. That will mean you behave differently. That means you'll get a totally different outcome at the end of it. So if things are not right with your relationships, with your family, with your mates, with your teachers, with your peer group, if you are not getting the results that you need in how you feel every day when you get up, how you manage your mind in the moment, if you're not getting the results you want in achievements, it might be sport, you might be you know, a mad keen footballer, but you're just not getting the success that you want. You're not getting the exam success you want. You're not getting the artistic success that you want. What is it for you, the musical success? And what are you making it mean? How can we change the thoughts that create different behaviours and outputs and results? Yes? So key points to think about because I've run through that really, really quickly. Do download Bob if you didn't already. But it's the only thing you have control over is your inside, right? Your mind. Key point to think about. You have no control. No control. You might be under the illusion that you control everybody around you and to some extent. You might be manipulating people, but you actually have absolutely no control over anything that happens outside of you. Not the events. You can't control people. You can't control what people think, feel or say. The only thing that you can control is your world inside. Yes, what you think, what you make things mean, how you choose to feel about that. And therefore, taking control of your actions. It's called taking responsibility for yourself. <laughs> Could be a unique concept. May have heard people say you need to be more responsible, but you didn't know how to do it. This is the start of that. And you need to take control because it's where you live. It's where you experience life. So if you want to experience life differently, better, happier, then you have to take control of your inside world in order to experience life in that way. So I said to you, for me, it's like the key pillar in building resilience. It's like important to just start to Listen to that little voice inside. I know you've got a little voice inside, right? We all have that little voice inside. What is it saying? What does it keep saying the same thing over and over again? And it makes you feel rubbish and it's time to change what you're feeling, yeah? If you're feeling like upset about something or angry about something or disempowered about something and you feel like you like have no control over things, take that control. What are you making it mean? What else could it mean? Is there a different meaning that you can start to practice? Yeah? And sometimes I'll say to people, like, if I picked up a chair right now, right, and threw it through the window, <laughs> and was literally, like, out of the blue, picked up the chair, threw it through the window, smashed the window, what would you make it mean? I agree, most people would say, oh, my gosh, she's really angry. She's lost it. She's flipped a lid. Like, she's lost her mind. You might sit there, oh my God, did I do something wrong that triggered that response? But what else could it mean? It could mean that I thought it was funny to just pick up a chair and throw it out the window. It could mean I saw smoke coming under the door. I know that we can't get out that way. The only way out of this room right now is throw a chair through the window, right? Because we are escaping fast. So everything 
can have more than one meaning when we practice how to do it. And somebody is angry with you for seemingly no reason. You have no clue what just happened in their lives right now. So you could assume they're just an idiot, right? They're just always an angry person. I've got no time for them. But you might want to choose, what else could that mean? Like, why are they upset? Did something just happen on the way in? Did they just have a fight with somebody? Did something happen um, that was important to them and they didn't get the exam result? Somebody just told them they were seriously ill. You have no clue what's going on. So practice meanings. What else could it mean? Is this really true? The meaning I'm giving, is it really 1000% true? Because maybe it isn't. So here's what to think about. Think about an event at home or at school where you reacted negatively in some way, right? So think about that. Describe that event, like what happened in your opinion based on like what you made it mean at the time. And now knowing that an event was just an event, you gave it a meaning. What meaning did you give it, right? <laughs> Teachers an idiot, so I don't know. <sighs> My dad is always, it's too strict, I don't know. People never understand. This person is just difficult all the time. What did you make it mean? How did that make you feel? What's your emotional state of as a result of that meaning? Was it angry, frustrated, disappointed? Were you playing the victim? How did you behave then as a result of being angry, frustrated, disappointed, the victim or whatever? What consequences did that have? that you perhaps didn't mean for it to have? How did it impact on other people around you? And then when you think back to that situation, knowing that it's just your interpretation on what happened, what else could have been going on? If that was true instead, how would you have felt differently? You know, have you ever kind of like assumed that somebody meant something, flew off the handle and then like discovered the next day or later that actually wasn't? true and then you felt like really rubbish about it so how would you react differently what would the new response be and how would that affect people differently so I've given you a bit of home play there <laughs> it will be on the website in case you didn't catch all that you can go back rewind it and re-listen to it but go to backontrackteens.com find the podcasts and you'll find it there as a blog so find the blogs download Bob do your home play and I look forward to hearing from you. And what were some of those thoughts? What do you make it mean? Now, I know, right, some of you are thinking right now, yes, but TJ, it's hard to take control of your thoughts, isn't it? Because, like, your thoughts just happen. Please note, I didn't say it was easy. I said it's possible. It takes practice. It takes listening to your inner voice. And it takes the ability to turn it into a game. So turn it into a game. Let's go out and play at changing our thoughts. So you have been listening to me, TJ Dow, rambling on about controlling your thinking. <laughs> this is the Spark to Your Success podcast. And um, if you've got any questions or you have any thoughts about this exercise, then please do put some comments uh, onto the website uh, buy the blog and um, and I will happily answer your questions. So that's www.backontrackteens.com. Go to either podcasts or blogs and put your comments there. 
I'm wishing you the most amazing, incredible day. We will be back in a week's time looking at building resilience through effective relationships. Go and have the most amazing week. Bye for now.